Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, December the 29th, 2022. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. The last of 2022. We have approached the very end of yet another year on this uh, on this here spinning rock. And we're glad you could join us for yet another podcast. If you're here live, welcome. If it's your first time, we talk about movies, TV, video games, penis analogies, a little bit of everything in between. I don't know what's in between those things. I'll let you figure out what exactly resides within those boundaries. But we got another great show lined up for you today. Probably a short one, in all honesty, because guess what? When everyone's off for the holidays, as it turns out, not a lot of news. <laughs> not, not a hell of a lot happens when everyone decides to turn their computers off and their phones off and ignore their emails so that when they get back to the office, they have like 300 waiting for them. It uh, is just the way she goes, but we'll make it a, a good one. And in fact, in fact, just to just to pad the end a little bit if necessary, if this goes real quick, um, I opened up the tech support section this week. Uh, instead of making it just the usual $10 and higher group, it's now $5 and higher. So if you're in that category and here live, uh, or you caught it on uh, on Twitter or Discord or wherever else you caught the notification, then uh, by all means head on over Patreon.com/slash/LagTV, and you'll be able to ask your uh, your questions today. If you're the lucky few here live, anyway, if you're not live, fuck you. But we love you. But fuck you. Before we get started, though, I have the most important question of the week, Mister Black. How was your week? How was your Christmas? Uh, it was good. It was good. It was nice and chill. Um, nothing too crazy. Uh, spent a bunch of time with family. Kai had a good Christmas. What more can I, what more can I add? I mean, it was true. It was a Christmas. That's good. That's good. That's good. Everyone, uh, everyone was healthy. Nobody got any of the, the like 410 different RSV. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, my son's sick now. He's uh, oh, he really? Now. Yeah, so he got something over the holidays, probably from visiting. It's not COVID, but it's like one of the four hundred and ten other yeah. things that are currently circulating. Yeah, yeah, it seems to be uh, a, a variable cornucopia uh, right now uh, uh, this year. It was similar, <clears throat> my parents a few weeks back uh, had. Uh, both of them, mom first, then dad had, uh, had some sort of, um, I wouldn't say it was respiratory and it wasn't necessarily a flu. There was no fever involved or anything, but it was like, there was, it was sinus related, just all up in their fucking head, uh, drainage galore, uh, kind of a situation. Uh, I thankfully dodged that bullet. I think I actually might've consumed half of this 300 chewable tablet of vitamin C in the process of trying to stave off whatever, the hell they had because you know dad and i are over the house working together you know we're doing plumbing we're basically fucking within three centimeters of one another and so i was like oh well shit i gotta pump myself full of full of steroids gonna keep this bitch away and thankfully thankfully that was the case uh but glad to hear uh, everyone's doing okay hopefully kai kicks the fucking bug pretty quick uh it's always brutal at least it didn't happen during at least it was after Exactly. During is always a thousand times worse for uh, for uh, obvious reasons. Uh, Christmas was good here. We had uh, we had uh, the quietest qu- Christmas in quite some uh, time. 
for any number of reasons. Chiefly, though, the uh, the other half of the family uh, was uh, out west with uh, with uh, my cousin and her newborn uh, baby. And so, uh, when the Clarks aren't around, this household at Christmas time literally drops about eighty seven decibels. And so, uh, it was a much more chill and relaxed and quiet evening. Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, it was, it was nice in that regard. Of course, it was the first Christmas after Nan has passed earlier in the year. So, you know, it was a little bit of a, of a tough one for mom and, and, uh, and my uncle and my aunt clearly, but beyond that, uh, it was good. Everyone was healthy. The food was lovely. Uh, I beat M twice consecutively at Scrabble. It was amazing. Uh, and then, uh, and, and, uh, and I, I can't remember mom and dad were playing. I bought them a, a you know the game uh, Crib has like a board with the pegs, yep. so they play they play Crib a lot uh, when they're when they're down at my uh, the family home, and so I bought them uh, since you know, we're not going to be living here anymore. And the joke was, you know, they need to keep themselves busy, not you know taking care of me anymore. Bought them a new fancy fancy schmancy Crib board, and uh, so they were playing on that. And I want to say Mum actually won, which was uncharacteristic. Apparently, according to her, Dad kicks her ass all the time at crib, but uh, not so much this time. So it was a, uh, it was a nice day, and uh, and uh, and then beyond that, uh, it was just good to have M back. She got back, um, barely, but she got back, and and that was that was good because if she had missed the flight that they had managed to rebook at the last second, she wouldn't have been here for Christmas. So it was a, a serendipitous thing. Well, it wasn't serendipitous. The, the Her co-worker that she was with just complained until they got, you know, the last two seats on some random fucking flight at four o'clock in the morning is what happened. Because originally they rescheduled them for the next day at like six o'clock, six o'clock in the evening the next day. And, and she was like, no, hell no. And so she went and bitched and whined and moaned as you should until they finally found these last two seats on this last plane and uh, and got him out of there and sure shit the next day that 6 p.m flight was canceled so that would have been fucking brutal so we got lucky that way and we were we were thankful for uh for that and beyond that working continue to work at the house we're into some plumbing now uh and uh the so the bathroom is now plumbed the kitchen is en route to being plum uh plumbed up it's going to be a bit of a challenge underneath the sink but uh because of the room but uh we should be able to figure it out and uh we got the oh god we got the fucking barn door installed here a couple days ago and that was a real fucking treat because the wall that we're putting the barn door on doesn't have like 16 on center studs in the traditional sense because of the modifications that were made in that room and uh the bar of course that has you know the the lug the or the uh the bolts go through are for 16 on center and so we had to drill custom holes in the bar for the new uh leg bolts uh and we got it up on the wall and the first fucking hole we put the drill through didn't hit a single fucking stud on the way through so we were uh we were real happy about that so but thankfully we went over and we and we found a stud that was uh, like complete fucking coincidence the original hole that came with the bar on that side of the bar actually was over top of a stud so a fucking small christmas miracle happened there we got the door up and then of course we forgot 
Because Dad and I have been doing this for so long that at this point we're just making mistakes now and forgetting to, like, think about things. We forgot that the floor in that room is fucked. Just completely fucked. And so when you went to go open the door, we finally get everything done. We go to open the door, and the door bottoms out, like, three quarters of the way open because the floor is out that much across... Uh, just the span of the, of the fucking bar to open the door. So we had to pull the door off, we had to fucking cut the door down, uh, on an angle, fucking slope it off, dress it off, gut her back up, and now she barely opens, but she opens. So you just, you know, I said, I hope you fucking like the door, dear. This is as good well, as you can just, Yeah, I mean, when that happens, you can just shim the bottom of the door. You shave it. Shave the bottom. Well, that's what, no, that's what we did. So oh, we, okay. we, we, but it, it's so severe that we, you, we're, we're fighting the battle between shaving the door and then you can very clearly see that the door, cause it's not equal across the whole door. So you, you, you can't, and you can't shave like the whole length because they're, you know, the little fucking shoe that traps the, the barn door from, from flopping back and forth. You only got so much height to work with and this floor is fucking out. And so on the other side, it becomes a bit of a challenge. So we took off like... A little over a quarter of an inch, and tapered it off to the other side of the door where it doesn't rub, and uh, and and now it's it's there. Just don't look at the bottom of the door. I mean, we sealed it, but you'll very clearly see if you stare at it long enough. <laughs> it's off at a fucking angle. But anyway, the house is going well. It's fine. I got. I went and I gave them my firstborn child for permits uh, yesterday. Dropped those off. Talked to them about it. Uh, went over all the paperwork I submitted to make sure I didn't fuck anything up because I didn't want to have to come back and do it again. Uh, and then I got the call today and they were already asking about things like, uh, they, they said, Oh, I just, so I'm doing your first review of your, uh, of the permits here for the, uh, that secondary unit. And, uh, I'm just wondering, I see that there's, uh, you, you've marked the main entry, but, uh, I'm trying, I'm trying to figure out how they get into the basement unit. And I said, well, one second, let me just take out the shit that I've, you know, let me take out my fucking blueprints. Take out the blueprint that I drew up. And I said, all right. So you see the word at the very top that says basement unit on it? Because that's the basement unit. And she said, yeah, 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 I see that. All right. See the word basement? I want you to just go down about one quarter of an inch. And then you're going to see the words secondary suite entrance in all capital letters. Oh, I see it now. Oh, okay. My my apologies. So anyway, we went over a few more things on there that was very confusing. That should not have been very confusing. And then 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 you know they they said uh, that I'll probably get another call when the second phase. How many people need to review this shit is beyond me. I don't know why there's there's multiple phases to this, but she's like technically phase two. Then there's a phase three. Then there's like then they actually like stamp it. Then there's a person that comes out and looks at the property. And that is like I told Dad this. He said, "Well, no wonder it fucking cost three thousand dollars. They got five different people doing this job. What the hell is going on? The fucking like, classic government. Fourteen people to do one person's oh. job. <laughs> so anyway, it's improv. I'm just happy to hear that it's already being reviewed." It's faster the better. Fucking, you want to call me and ask me stupid questions, I'll answer them all day. Just get the shit done so we can fucking move on with our lives. Uh, more faces than Marvel. Yes, exactly. It's exactly how many faces there are in this process. Anyway, we talk about some video game news, Mr. Black. First up, Epic, who we were talking about uh, last week. Uh, I think it was last week we talked about the parents. Uh, or that, uh, that uh, were uh, failing to parent and then trying to sue Epic for Fortnite being too good of a video game. Uh, well, this is 
tangentially related to to that, but more of an actual legitimate base in that it's already a done deal. They've been properly fined and will pay out a sum. In fact, they're being forced to pay out $520 million, which is a not even for Epic, a small amount of money. That's a relatively large sum of money. Uh, for violating the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, as well as tricking millions, and tricking in quotation marks, uh, tricking millions of their players into making in-game purchases unintentionally using a technique called Dark Patterns, which sounds like a fantasy novel series. Uh, but yes, Dark Patterns, uh, I have a, I have a little, a little link here, uh, that I can explain what the fuck is. You say that out loud and you're like, what? Is this sorcery? What the fuck is Dark Patterns? Well, let me just give you a real quick... Uh, example here, and this comes via MarketWatch, an example, uh, or expl- explanation of what that even is. So, uh, where was it? So it is, uh, co- it was coined by technologists back in 2010 to codify manipulative or deceptive design decisions that aim to get end users to take some sort of action that they might not have taken of their own free will. Certain subscription services, for example, have been accused of using dark patterns to discourage people from deleting their accounts once their free trials have expired. Others have slapped the dark pattern label on ads that disguise themselves as independent content in order to goad a web surfer into clicking. These are just two of a dozen different flavors of deceptive design that has been cataloged on uh, on this person's website over the past decade. And in some cases, for example, a dark pattern might try to get a shopper to spend more on a purchase, either by sneaking an item into the basket or by bringing up a slew of unexpected delivery or tax charges towards the end of the checkout process. Uh, while others still might be aimed at getting site visitors to agree to, uh, to more on-site tracking than they might be comfortable with, or to make it nearly impossible to opt out of that tracking. So it's basically, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's called, it's, it's, you know, they're calling it dark patterns. What it really means is it's, uh, it's asshole behavior is what it really is at the end of the day. It's the, it's the, uh, we're going to walk the fine line between, uh, between allowing a customer on the other end to have autonomy uh, and and just straight up guiding them into making purchases that it might not have made otherwise, uh, as per FTC, as per the FTC, counterintuitive. This is what their description specifically for this case was: counterintuitive, inconsistent, and confusing button configurations led players to incur unwanted charges based on the press of a single button. So there was no confirmation or anything of that kind of kind of situation uh which apparently includes players thinking that the game was either uh in standby or sleep mode or that they thought it was a loading screen which the ftc said had led to hundreds of millions of dollars in un- or an unauthorized charges for consumers out of the 520 million dollar fine 245 million will be for customer refunds Three categories of groups will be eligible for these refunds, including parents whose children made unauthorized purchases on the Epic Game Store between January uh, 2017 and November 2018, players who were charged V-Bucks for items they didn't intend to buy between the uh, January 2017 and September of 2022, much more recent, and players who disputed unauthorized charges, this was the more interesting one to me, players who disputed unauthorized charges with their credit card companies, and as a result, had their accounts locked. And I'm assuming they mean their Epic accounts. So they tried to make a dispute for this unintentional purchase, and Epic was like, what do you mean is unintentional? Of course you meant to do it, fuck you, lock account, uh, and, uh, and move on. 
so the FTC has said that currently those eligible don't need to do anything and can keep up with the process on their landing page for uh, for this. They have a landing page specifically for it. I, I didn't keep the name of it, but if you were interested in whether or not you were going to be part of that group, you could Google it pretty easily. Uh, as well as via email. So you can have your email, I guess, uh, have them send you updates in that regard. But yeah, $245 million going back to customers. And the total fine was $520 Because it was a combination of both these deceptive practices plus the, the uh, fines for the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. So... That's where they're in right now. So they have one one lawsuit that's not going anywhere. No, that that's just parents being bad parents. And then another lawsuit that that totally fucked them in the butthole a little bit. Five hundred twenty schmil uh, on uh, on that one. But as for how much money they would have made with these specifically, well, clearly the FTC feels it was a lot because they find them a lot of money. Uh, but uh, but as for whether or not this was going to get all of it, I mean, it's un, uh, unlikely. But it's not. This is not the first time. I'm glad that somebody is getting flagged for it. I don't necessarily think Epic needed to be the one, but they're such a big player in the game that they're a massive target, obviously, for this kind of a situation. But ever since microtransactions and things of that nature, especially more uh, aggressive, like like used-to-be-mobile-only uh, monetization tactics started to creep into um, into other sectors of gaming. We've seen more and more of this kind of what they're calling dark patterns. Such a fucking nefarious sounding thing, although I guess it should sound a little bit nefarious given what it's meant to do. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's been, we've been seeing more and more of that. And I think, I think the most, um, succinct example of how bad this really can be is if you can still even find it, but there was that, that leaked video of, um, at the time, I think he was the head of EA, and I can't remember what his name was. Uh, uh, Sutherland? Oh, crap. Anyway, um, he, uh, he, had a, uh, he was at a convention, and he was giving a talk about specifically how to use tactics like this to extract as much money out of people as possible, even though they didn't technically want to spend the money. Like, that, he gave an entire speech about it. Smiling the whole time. It was kind of fucking, it's kind of fucked up, to be honest with you. Well, it's honest the same thing that they do in the casinos, right? They, yeah, it's the same idea. They, yeah, they, yeah. You know, they don't put any clocks in there. They don't put any windows. They Are they still pump pumping in oxygen cold. in? Yeah, they pump in fresh <laughs> oxygen to keep you alert and focused. Give out free drinks as long as you're playing. I mean, these are all tactics. And then, you know, slot machines, they are programmed to stimulate different things. And just all those the, blue haired ladies. <laughs> yeah, just like, you know, the flashing lights and the certain mesmerizing sounds. things and sounds. Like it's all formulaic. Like it's all designed to maximize money. Yeah. The way the world is. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of like it's, it's, um, Obviously, we're obviously the regulatory bodies are starting to draw some lines in some places, but it's kind of like when there was that watershed moment way back. I mean, I can't even remember. This was many, many before our time, where when they when they drew the line on subliminal messaging in film, where they said you can't just like people were like literally like the classic, and it seems stupid now. But this is like an evolved form of that that works around the legalities of it. But like the the idea of literally piping in a single frame of like a product fucking thing in the middle of a of a film fast enough that people wouldn't necessarily register what it was. But then over time they would get they would actually receive the messaging over time for like product placement and whatnot uh, without them knowing that it was happening. And so they actually they, they at some point they were like we need to 
that's probably bad. Should probably fucking stop that. So this is kind of like an evolution of that, uh, that process. But now it's like, oh my god, now you, you know, people got phones and shit all the time. It is a constant, like, everything is an ad, everything is a sell, everything is like, they're paying, like, they're paying psychologists, psychiatrists money to come in and be like, oh, this is how you really fuck somebody up and they gave you their money. And then they, they, there's just like this whole industry based around it. And it's part of what's kind of fucked gaming up a little bit, unfortunately. But nevertheless, Epic has discovered that uh, there is a line, and they found it, and so now they're probably going to have to go out of their way to uh, unfuck that and uh, and go about their, their business. In fairness to Epic, they did come out and say, if this is the way that it was, and it was, and, and we crossed the line, obviously we fucked up, and we're going to now make it a thing. You know, they did the, 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 thing, the, the classic come out and say, well, now we're going to be the bastion for, for change, and... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We didn't want to do it before, but now that we're out $500 million, I mean, shit, we Made should probably well. yeah. <laughs> we should probably do something about it. Uh, but yeah, there you go. So that's uh, that was uh, one of the uh, the few. Epic just seems to be in the news every fucking week in the last few weeks. Uh, according to Digital Foundry, having spoken with several developers, it appears that the Switch Pro, which we talked about like five, six times over the last few years, like probably the first time we mentioned it was probably about three years ago when we were starting to come up with like, when is the Switch Pro going to land? When are they doing a mid-tier refresh of this thing? Because it was, you know, when Breath of the Wild came out and stuff, uh, people started seeing the console going, this is really, I mean, yes, the game looks good, but it kind of runs like ass. Like, clearly they're going to have to. If they're going to keep this console around for six more years, it's going to be running like a potato. Phones are going to be more powerful than this fucking console. So, uh, apparently, according to Digital Foundry, who had several uh, developers that they spoke with uh, here over the last little while, discovered that it was actually indeed something that Nintendo was actively developing internally uh, and preparing. And then, right up at some point, they said, you know what? Nah, fuck that shit. We're just going to come out with a, a like an actual complete new entirely separate thing. Uh whether it's still called the Switch or something else, but it's no longer going to be like a half like middle of the road refresh. It's going to be like a completely fucking new top down. And I think the closest, you know, the the proxy that we got was that OLED model that came out. And so I think that the OLED model is is like a, 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 a portion of what the Pro would have been, except instead of swapping out all of the guts, they just swapped out a couple of the innards, put the new screen on, sent that bitch out the door so they didn't lose all of their money, uh, and, and then started getting back to work on what is the next thing that's going to come from Nintendo in terms uh, of a console. Now... The Switch launched. When did the Switch launch? Fucking, was that like 2016, 2015? I, I gotta remind myself because time. Probably 16. Time is a flat circle. 2017, March. Okay. <clears throat> so it's been, we're going into the sixth year. Uh, and considering the hardware that that bitch came out with, six years is a real long fucking time. <laughs> It's a real long fucking time. So, uh, they did say that, that whatever Nintendo was working on is very much not going to be out in like 2023. However, um, they, that is their plan. It is a wholly new thing, whether or not it takes the form factor of the switch or if it takes the form factor of something else, who knows? I'm going to, you know, if you're a betting man, 
I would like like do you think the next the next Nintendo console maintains the Switch form factor or do you think that they go back to separating out mobile and at-home gaming um and and do two different two different units like a back with a 3DS and a home console or do you think it will stick with with the Switch form factor what do you think I think they're going to go back I think any I any think particular they... reason I just don't think it's do you think that's more lucrative somehow for them in the long run? I don't know if it's more lucrative, but I just think it might make more sense. Mm. Um, because when you're playing this in uh, the form of the handheld opposed to the form of the console, mm. the console performs way better than the handheld. So yeah. at, at least... For some in, games. Some, in some games, it's, in it, some it goes cases. back and forth depending on the resolution yes. they're trying to push to the TV. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think they might come out with like just a dedicated handheld, and um, that doesn't have a docking uh, thing feature. Yeah, a feature. Um, I think it would make more sense. I think the majority of people use it as a handheld. Although I'm saying that right now, and my son and wife are upstairs <laughs> playing it in its console form. Yes. On the TV. Pokemon, um, Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I just, I never really got the whole thing. I thought it was more of a gimmick than anything. Mm. Um, you know, perhaps, perhaps the console itself has a Bluetooth feature that you can, can, um, you know, basically use a screen, your TV oh, like screen, like casting it instead kind of, of like a, a casting instead of uh, actual docking. Mm. So, you know, it's handheld. It's made to be held held, but if it's, it's meant to be handheld, but for the ones that want to play it on their TV, um, you can cast it to your television, but still play it on the handheld. I think that's possible. I think it makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Or it'd be, or, it would, or it could like, if they were, if Nintendo was working their way towards, um, Sony and Microsoft side, it would be it would look probably more like streaming it to the TV, like via Wi-Fi Correct. or something like that. Correct. Um, yeah, I'm I'm very interested in what they're going to do because clearly the Switch was the natural evolution of the Wii U, where mm-hmm. we had the console separate and we had the tablet in front of us, and Nintendo said, "Why not both?" And we had the fucking Switch, and it was a smaller form factor than the Wii U pen. Uh, I still, I think for me, the thing was that while I appreciate the handheld form, I still think for me anyway, I don't know, maybe in the YouTube comments or, or even here in the chat, if you guys have a switch, you let me know how you utilize your switch. Um, even if you're playing it in handheld mode, I still feel like people were mostly still doing that at home. It wasn't something that they necessarily took on the bus, going to work here take out a fucking switch and play the switch in handheld mode on the subway or on the bus or what have you going to work like they would have with smaller because it's 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 doable but it's still pretty fucking big to like put into a a carrier thing and stick it into a backpack in comparison to like a nintendo 3ds which was truly kind of a thing and i like and the battery life was never so fucking incredible that 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 it was uh, doable anyway but at home on a couch if somebody else is using the tv or maybe you just want to fucking like go to your bed and play some fucking games it was perfect for that shit 
Uh, or if it was the kids and the adults want to use the TV and you just give yeah. the fucking thing to you the know, kids. Now the, now the more that you're talking about it, man, I, I don't know. Maybe they do keep it both because there's a use case for both. Like It's true. Like, well, I think it upstairs if they, on the big screen. My, like you said, my wife, when yeah. we go to bed, she just brings it into the bed, plays it for a half hour, puts it on the side, uh, a table on, on the side of the bed and, and goes to sleep. There's just something <laughs> convenient about both options. Um, maybe they do keep both. I, I, I'm torn about it because, I, because I, it's hard for me to separate my bias. You know, I want Nintendo to finally fucking produce a console that when I play the next Legend of Zelda game, it's at more than 15 frames per second. You know, like, I, I, want, I want it to not just have people say it looks good for a Nintendo game. I want to say it fucking looks good. Right when the Nintendo 64 came out and we got Ocarina of Time, nobody said it looks good at the time. Obviously, and Nintendo 64 hasn't aged well, but it was polygonal shit back then. It was pretty hot at the time. Nobody said, "Oh, it looks good for a Nintendo game." They just said Ocarina of Time looks fucking good. Majora's Mask looked good, uh, and then we even even with the GameCube, same thing. GameCube was a pretty powerful little fucking console. Shit looked dope. Uh, Twilight Princess was a fucking good ass looking video game uh, for for them. They they're capable, but the moment that they that they um went to the Switch, that really stretched the Nintendo like philosophy of uh of not necessarily needing the the top of the top. But we didn't even get like mid of the mid. We got mobile. <laughs> <laughs> basically and so yeah i like so it's hard for me to separate the two like personally if i could choose a world i would like them to go back to having an at-home console and a dedicated handheld mm-hmm. to go elsewhere but i think the challenge there is that it just it, i even i know that doesn't really make sense because when you're talking about people they've got a phone now to play games if they're away from the house if they want to play nintendo games then the only way to do that really like how many people are going to to want to go from a switch back to having two different nintendo consoles and then the other problem is uh although nintendo didn't suffer it nearly as badly as sony did although i think now that they went with the switch they would because it'd be going backwards remember when sony had the 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 psp and the vita everyone said well why don't i just why aren't why aren't these games just on the playstation and why aren't the playstation games on the vita and nintendo for the longest time didn't have that issue because they always had the shit um separate and the games were never such a high fidelity that people questioned whether or not you know or why not they weren't on both but when they had the switch now it's all the same shit you play breath of the wild at home on the tv you play breath of the wild on the road with your switch it's the same game it's all available to you so hard to go back from that so i i think in my heart i want it to be separate but i think in reality it's going to be an evolution of the switch yeah uh and what will be interesting is how do they make i think I think the handheld is fine, but how do they just improve upon the whole system? You can't go smaller on the controllers. My hands are not going to fucking work if that shit goes smaller. I just think, I just think it'll be better battery life, OLED screens, you know. Uh, it'll, it'll, just that, better components ha- Just better general. components, faster in general, more, you know. Um, I, I just think that's what it's going to be. It and, and probably you'll be able to transfer Switch files to whatever this is, kind of bring your shit over and... Yeah, you know what I would like, perhaps, is they sell. Let's say they sold the Switch, a new updated Switch, whatever, new guts, new whatever the fuck, and it came with a standard dock, just like the Switch did. 
uh, and that gets you basically just piping the switch, the normal switch shit, right out to a TV. But it allows them to keep the hardware at a level where your battery life is longer than four and a half minutes uh, when you're out on the road playing the games. And then, if people really want a better, you know, deal at home, higher quality, higher fidelity, sell a separate dock that actually has, uh, like, external GPU capabilities, so when you plug it in, it's able to actually play higher fidelity, let's say 60 FPS, uh, instead of 30 FPS in, in the in the uh, normal dock mode, and allow them to make more use of that for bigger, grander games. Well, the Almost only like way a I weird version I... of the expansion pack for the yeah. N64, except functional. The only way I can see that working is if they made the new Switch, whatever this is, cheaper. So it's a cheaper console to get into. Yeah. But then have the option to buy a dock separately. Yes, so that's what I mean. Yeah, separated. Dock, buy yeah. A dock. It does not come with a dock, but you can purchase the dock. And that's that. So that way your barrier to entry is cheaper. People feel like they're getting a deal. They're like, I never use the dock. So like, this is great for me. I'll just buy this. And then the ones that want to experience that, or if they release more powerful games, perhaps it's like, hey, you can play it on the Switch, but if you want maximum performance, you have to get the dock. You know, they might they might go down that route. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think, and that's that's that would be the only thing I I could come up with in that regard. As long as far as like, because otherwise, the only way up is to just like, what else yeah. do you call it? The Switch Two? Like, it's gonna it's gonna be the same form factor, just with better internal hardware, a much more new assuming another nvidia mobile processor just a newer version uh, or something along those lines and uh and and a better screen they already had the oled screen in the fucking switch as it is so they they've got that spun up so they could just you know reutilize that and uh and go from there but yeah i, I don't know what it is i'll be very interested because Nintendo's really the only one that just you think they're going in one direction because it makes sense and then they just say fuck that shit just throw everything out and start all over again. Just like, fuck all of it. And like, and like nobody would have seen. Yeah, but they're going... able to do that. That's the reason why they can. It's exactly, like, which is why I'm interested. They and, right? every, and everyone's going to buy it, right? No matter yeah. what. So well, except for the Wii U, not everyone bought the Wii U. Okay. The Wii One hurt. Not, yeah, but that was that was <laughs> that was a fail. That was a fail. <laughs> they they had the the right idea, but the market was not ready for the Wii U. Nobody or that name specifically. Nobody was ready for the name of that console. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested to see what happens when they do eventually release it. Maybe we'll find out more, but Nintendo is always close to the chest with their shit. Uh, I would at least like to know, maybe at the end of next year or something, 2023, end of next year, Nintendo finally says, Hey, it's been nearly seven years. We got something coming. And just let everyone know. It'd be nice. Uh, next up, Neil Druckmann. Who is uh, Mr. Naughty Dog. Uh, for those keeping track at home, if you don't know, uh, says his next game is structured more like a TV show in an interview. Uh, which obviously, even if even as I say those words, if you haven't seen this already, people probably conjure up a very specific thing in their mind when Neil Druckmann says, my next game is going to be even more like a TV show. Uh, because if you look at The Last of Us, one might say, well, that shit's already basically a TV show. How much more can you go? You're even, you even have a TV show. It's happening already. Where do you, where are you taking this, Mr. Neil Druckmann? Uh, but he immediately tweeted out after that got published because obviously he even, he knew when people read that line, they'd be like, oh, fuck. So he came out and he said, hey, look, I know this sounds bad, but it's not, it's not what you think. 
It's like a husband getting caught in the act. It's not what you think, dear. He said, look, what I meant is that it's going to be produced. The production of the game will be done more like a TV show. Not the actual finished product playing like a TV show. He just, and I still don't know what that means, but he clarified anyway. So we're, we're going to find out. I don't know if they, I don't think they've even announced what the fuck their next game is. Uh, but, uh, but honestly, and I had this in my notes, like, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if it was more like a TV show on the other side. Because Naughty Dog has kind of been just drifting towards TV show in video game form uh, yeah. over time. And so it w- would it blow my mind if they came out and it was basically a TV sh- No, No, it would not. It would not shock me in the, in the, uh, in the slightest. Uh, the now legendary Smash Bros. director Masahiro Sakurai an, uh, officially announced that he is semi-retired because in Japan you can't possibly say the words I'm retired, it's illegal. So he said he's semi-retired. Uh, after nearly a decade of cranking out Smash Bros. content, this man has basically lived in some cubicle somewhere for nearly 10 years cranking out Smash Bros. shit at such a ridiculous pace, uh, un- un- uh you know, unseen before. Uh, he probably, I say he probably needs it because he's cranked out 89 playable characters in, in Smash Ultimate. 89! I don't even know how you make 89 characters play even remotely different enough to justify 89 characters, but they pulled it off. You know, there's some that are similar, like you have Fox and Wolf and, you know, there's like, you know, they have minor differences or whatever, but the, like... This guy has, like, pulling out, like, Game & Watch and shit. I mean, there's a whole bunch of random friggin'... Uh, the dude, like, Steve from Minecraft, for God's sake, is in the game. Uh, they, they just went all in. They finally, finally, of course, got Banjo-Kazooie. People were asking for Banjo-Kazooie for the longest fucking time. They finally got him in. As soon as that was done, everyone said, Alright, fine. We don't... We, there's nothing left. We got nothing. Uh, but yeah, he, say, he said that he is semi-retired now. My, my assumption is what that means is, is he's not clearly not fully retired he just doesn't want to fucking do smash brothers anymore and he's probably going to do some sort of like consultancy he'll come in and be like hey i i want to still be involved in making games i just don't want to have to actually make the games at this point i've done that enough now i just want to be the ideas guy (laughs) comes in comes into an office drops a little bit of knowledge and leaves that's the dream you know you crank your shit like this guy has for so fucking long you deserve a break you're probably dehydrated 2023, Mr. Black, just to wrap up this gaming segment, because that's how much news happened this week, is as we've also mentioned on the podcast, and as many people know, shaping up to be a hell of a year of video game releases, because so many of them got pushed from 2022. Some of these games were even pushed from 2021. The delays from COVID and, uh, and trying to miss Windows with other major titles and all the other reasons why games get delayed uh, have, uh, have put a lot on the shoulders of 2023 and, uh, and evidently going to be a lot on the pocketbooks of anyone trying to keep up with more than just two of them. So I've got a little list here of just some of the more notable games coming out in 2023. Uh, if you've got others, uh, at home that you're looking forward to, let us, uh, let us know what those are. But the list is Fire Emblem Engage. Fire Emblem is huge. I'm not a Fire Emblem guy, but lots of people are. Uh, Forspoken. That's the one that took their name to literally, and it's that uh, chick that never shuts the fuck up in that 
uh, open world action adventure uh, title that we watched uh, trailers for and whatnot. They released the demo during the Game Awards, uh, and it seems to be very divisive in that some people can play the game and be like, yeah, there's some good shit going on, and other people play it and go, holy shit, please can somebody tell her to stop talking? Because she does talk way too fucking much in the game for a lot of people. Hogwarts Legacy, if you want to uh, play that secretly, because everyone else online will tell you you're supporting some sort of uh, crazy uh, space Nazi movement that will destroy the world if you put it into your console and uh, turn it on. Uh, Wild Hearts, Skull and Bones, I'm going to put an asterisk on that one. Because that bitch was supposed to be out, like, (laughs) several, several times. So I'm going to say maybe on the skull and bones. Don't get don't get too uh, too hype about that. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. That's the uh, the follow up to uh, to the red headed Jedi's last outing. Resident Evil Four remake. We talked about that before. I think Mr. Black said even he'd be interested in taking that for a little spinny spin when the time comes. Dead Island Two. Dead Island was a pretty popular game when that first came out. I'm sure a few people will probably be dipping their toes in the water for that. Uh, big heavy hitter that everyone is going to be like giving a wide berth. Especially at Guerrilla Games, if they have anything gaming related. They've learned their lesson once. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. That's the sequel to The Breath of the Wild. Uh, that's going to uh, do big numbers, I'm sure. Uh, I can't wait for it to win every Game of the Year award. Uh, and to get the first 11 out of 10 issued by Kotaku, GameSpot, and IGN. Uh, and for every other game to simply bow at its feet. Uh, because that's what happened last time. I'm sure it's going to happen again. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. That's uh, we found out that uh, that Batman is actually going to be a major role in in that, and uh, and not just any Batman, but for many people, the Batman will be playing that role. Street Fighter Six with the world's worst logo redo. Diablo Four. I have to ask, Mister Black. <laughs> are you are you going to give Diablo Four a chance? No. no. <laughs> Not even Not for the chance. sake of breaking the disc. I don't even think you can get a disc anymore. Like, even if you wanted to redo, relive the meme of breaking no. the disc, I don't even think you can get one anymore. Yeah, no, I can't. I don't think. It's all going to be digital, probably. You open the box, and it's a USB, a USB stick. It's not even like a fucking disc anymore. And even if it was, it would just be like, what was the, what, I can't remember what game it was, but it was not, not too long ago. Uh, there was literally nothing on it. You put you put it in, and all it did was open up the fucking thing to like the downloader to download the game. It was basically a roundabout way of going to the website to download the fucking game. That's awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is really bad. Uh, Final Fantasy 16. I'm looking forward to that one. I have. I'm I'm guarded, but I'm hopeful. If only because, well, you guys know why I'm guarded and hopeful about that one. Redfall, uh, Starfield. So there's some pretty big dick energy games coming out next year, for sure. Starfield, The Wolf Among Us 2. Wolf Among Us was a very popular game when it came out. I played it as uh, as well. Pretty good game. Did you play that one back in the day, I Mr. Did. Black? What'd mm-hmm. you think? It was pretty good. All right. It was all right. Like, yeah. of that genre, which was really big for a time, like, there was, like, fucking, like, 15 of those different games, that, or those, those games that came out in that genre, that was probably near the top of the of the pack for that, no pun intended. Uh, Exo Primal, Marvel Spider-Man 2, that's also going to do numbers. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, also going to do numbers. Alan Wake 2, another one for Mr. Black, that's, count them, at least two games in 2023 that may actually be played by Mr. Maximus Black. That's how you know it's a banner year for video games. Two in one for Mr. Yes. Black. 
And Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora. Maybe don't play that one. Just, that one's probably going to be bad. Maybe I'll eat my words, but I'm going to say it's probably going to be bad. (laughs) I can't, I can't see that being a certified banger, but maybe it will be. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I mean, there's some big, there's some big titles here. Hogwarts Legacy is going to make a fortune because it's Harry Potter and it actually looks like a legitimate fucking video game and not like the vaporware shit that that used to come out in like the uh, early 2000s. Jedi Survivor is going to make a bucket of fucking sales. Resident Evil 4 is going to be huge. Legend of Zelda is going to be fucking absolutely cataclysmic. Uh, As much as I hate to admit it, Diablo 4 is probably going to make several dollars. So is Street Fighter 6. Final Fantasy 16 will be huge. Starfall will be fucking huge. Or Starfield, sorry. Uh, Spider-Man 2. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. I mean, there's, there's like seven games there that are just going to be mammoth. That normally we'd only get like one or two of those in a year, but because of all these delays, we're getting just absolutely inundated. So buckle the fuck up. If you're somebody that likes to play a lot of a lot of the games that come out in a year, a lot of the big triple A's, uh, start saving or sell a kidney, whichever one you need to uh, do to accomplish that first, because uh, games are expensive. And you know, they're going to all those games are just listed. You damn well know that on day one, they're going to have some sort of like ultimate edition that's like takes the game from seventy nine ninety nine Canadian to a hundred and fucking forty nine ninety nine Canadian, and like the the package will be like two special outfits and a digital art book with soundtrack for like fifty dollars. I know that I know they're getting you with some of that shit out there, so fucking keep it tight. Just buy the fucking base game for God's sake. Don't don't go crazy. Oh, but or the other popular one now, where they're they're selling the game, and then like, what do they call them? The uh, the season passes for the what used to be called DLC or what used to be called before that expansions is now like the uh, the season pass, uh, where you buy it all ahead of time with the assumption that you're going to give a shit about this game by the time the rest of the content comes out, and then go from there. I um. I was looking for a game for M to play because she was she just she hadn't played in forever because she's been away obviously and was playing some Genshin Impact which by the way I still have to hand it to Mihoyo they make a fucking ass load of money on that game like four hundred million dollars every quarter it's just an insane amount of money but they also put more back into their game than pretty much any other AAA game that I have seen in a very long fucking time every time she turns it on I don't play it anymore and she's in a new area and just the sheer amount of story content cutscenes, new music, massive new environment that would take you like fucking 45 minutes to walk from one side to the other. Just, they, they at least put money back into it. But nevertheless, she was hoping for maybe something else when she goes for her next, her next run out west. And I was like, well, shit. And she's like, well, you know what I like? I like the open world and the action adventure and the fucking whatever. I was like, all right, okay. So I looked up on the Switch and I was thinking, well, maybe Xeno, Xeno Saga or Xeno Gears 3 or whatever the fuck Xeno version it was, can't, couldn't remember. I just knew that it was like lots of game of the years from places and it would probably fit her thing. So I went online, I checked it out, and of course it wasn't on sale during the holidays because it's a Nintendo game and fuck you. So I opened it up and I saw, I saw that it was, um, I saw that it had the season pass thing or whatever, and I saw the release schedule. And the release schedule ended in like, it was either very late 2023, like the end of the year, or into 2024, one or the other. And I was thinking to myself, like you gotta be, you gotta be damn sure when you buy a game, and you're com- and you and you spend an extra like fifty to sixty dollars on it above the retail price because of like 
content that that is supposedly coming upwards of a year and a half or more after the game releases, you better be fucking sure that you like the shit out of that fucking game. Otherwise, you have just freely given them twice the fucking tag uh, value of that game on the prayer that you're actually going to give a shit in another year from now and go back and open up your Switch and play some more Xeno Gears or Xeno Blade or Xeno whatever the fuck. Xeno take my money is basically what it is. But yeah, that, that kind of shit's crazy too. But anyway, I digress. That's the end of the gaming news. I got, I got absolutely nothing else. It's a, a very a very quiet week, as one might imagine, given the, uh, the holidays. And so, Mr. Black, it's still the holiday. There's still time. People can still protect themselves mm. with our mm. primary sponsor. Could you please let the folks at home know? It's, uh... Well, first off, you gotta head <laughs> over to patreon.com slash Yes. Head on over there. Sprinkle some love. And uh, if you guys want want a hell of a deal, we got NordVPN still. It's not too late. Still a few days left before it is, well, actually really a couple days now before it is uh, 2023. And we've got a hell of a deal. <laughs> Promo code OTT. That's NordVPN.com. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Use the promo code OTT at your checkout. Save a massive amount of money, huge percentage, plus four bonus months when you use that promo code. Stay safe, stay anonymous when you're on the internet. Watch different regions of Netflix at the click of a button. You can watch region block content, whether it's a website, Twitter, YouTube, wherever. Um, you can even play in different regions for video games. So you can you know, mask your IP to be in a different region. Um, the servers are very fast. They're reliable. They're available all the time, 24-7, seven days a week. They're never down. And you can, uh, at the click of a button, you don't need to be a programmer, don't need to do some fancy code, nothing. It is a point and click. Anybody can use it. can use it on your smartphone. We're talking your, that's iOS, Android, your Mac, your PC, your laptop, your, your iPad, your smart TV. You can hook it directly up to your router if you want. And you can use up to six simultaneous devices. So you only need one account per household to get the job done. It's a great way to stay safe and anonymous when you're on the internet, whether you're at home or you're traveling. I always use my VPN when I'm traveling. Um, plus, guys, it's a great way to support us. It's an amazing way to support us. Let's start. Let's let's end the year off with a bang. If you're ever on edge and you're like, man, I don't know if I should if I should take the take the the leap of faith, guys. It's less than a grande cinnamon dolce latte at Starbucks a month. It's like way half less. that price. It's like way half. Less. It's half the price of a grande cinnamon dolce latte at Starbucks a month. All right. And it's a VPN. Everybody should be using them. It's 20. It's just supposed to be 2023. Got to make it happen. So go and check them out. Plus, they have a new um, application that you can use on uh, when you have the desktop app. It's called Threat Protection. It just runs in the background. You don't have to do anything. You just turn it on and just surf the Internet. It's going to make it so that you're not getting those ridiculous spam pop-ups, uh, protects you from malware, will detect malware on your PC and remove it for you. does all kinds of stuff, guys. And this is just, you don't have to be hooked up to a server for this, a VPN. You just have to have it running in the background. So they're, they're constantly innovating, adding more protection, and giving you more value for the money. So go and check them out, NordVPN, promo code OTT. Click the link in the description below. And that's it. 
And now it's time for Movies and TV. Going for a three-peat, Mr. Black. It's been announced that an original series following the next Earth Avatar in the cycle after Ong and Korra has been set to arrive via Paramount and Avatar Studios in 2025. Two more years! And all of you uh, anime fiends out there that have been a big fan of the Avatar series, I, Avatar has always been right on the line for me, because it's like, t- like, do you call it anime? Because it's kind of like a western fucking thing. Like, do you call it a cartoon? People probably get offended by that. Either way, it's, it's, it's one of the most beloved franchises in animation, we'll say. Uh, and, uh, and now we're getting the three-peat, uh, coming in 2025, so you can get excited about that, and, of course, great news. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's not involved, so, get hype. In an interesting twist on content delivery, Netflix's upcoming crime series, Mr. Black, called Kaleidoscope, will randomly or be randomly ordered for each viewer except for the first and last episodes, which are titled Black and White, respectively. All other episodes in between, the first and last, completely randomized for each viewer. Uh, as they are apparently able to be, uh, you know, they, they all, all can have a different experience and, and be taken, you know, uh, but all get from the same beginning and end point. Interesting concept. I don't know if that's going to be an annoyance for people who are on water cooler talk and they're trying to talk about the fancy new Netflix show. And then one person's talking about, um, you know, the second episode they watched and is different from the one that the other person watched. And now they're kind of like low-key spoiling each other because they both thought they saw the same thing, but they didn't. One saw one and one one saw the other. Uh, Or maybe that's their intention. Maybe their intention is is that, you know, that kind of stuff gets out and people start talking about... Um, uh, you know, their, how they viewed it and, and what they took away from it and saw it. And that's all part of the plot, but nevertheless, that's the thing. What do you think about that idea? It's a, it's new. Do you think it's a good idea, bad idea, or do you have to wait and see what happens when it, when, 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 <laughs> you don't, you don't look sold. You don't look yeah. sold on the idea of randomizing the episodes for everyone. Yeah. I'm not really, I mean, we'll see, we'll see, but it's not, it's, it's hard have, to hate on it being because it's new. So like yeah. until they do it and we have, they have to prove to us, is it really bad? Is it good? Mm. Does it even fucking matter? <laughs> we don't know because nobody's ever done this shit. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, my gut, my gut instinct is it will be novel for like the first couple episodes that you watch. And then after a while, you're just going to want to talk to other people about the shit that you've seen and not feel like you're spoiling it for somebody who might have seen a different episode on that day. So yeah. like, I, I yeah, like that's. Because everyone, everyone, like Netflix is like, go watch a show and then go talk about it with other people immediately. Uh, and so, yeah. But maybe, again, maybe that's their whole fucking idea. Is like, go ahead! Go tell everyone fucking everything! Uh, like, maybe that's their thing. Uh, hot take, Mr. Black, because I watched it this week. We binged it. Beginning to end. I enjoyed... Now, I want to I clarify this. It does not necessarily mean that I think that it's better outright, but I enjoyed Rings of Power more than House of Dragons. Oh, wow. That's surprising. Which surprised me because all I saw online was a bunch of fucking just salty individuals about Rings of Power or people that were like, oh, it's so boring. I didn't find it boring. 
I didn't find that it would like spit in Tolkien's face or anything crazy like that. Now, granted, I'm not the guy that has read every book in the Similarian and all this other shit 14,000 fucking times like it was like my job in university to fucking study the, the, the material. We got people studying this shit more than the Bible. They can quote verses from fucking random pages on any of their, uh, any of the books. And, and, and so maybe that's a benefit for me is I'm a big fan of the, of the movies. You know, you know, this, everyone knows this. I fucking think the Lord of the Rings trilogy is arguably the greatest trilogy in the history of film. Uh, I don't know what you could even, you know, stay was better than that. It, it has aged almost better than any, uh, other trilogy for its time, uh, or any other. Uh, really fucking good shit. Uh, and so for me watching the movies and going to that, and it was the same with M. She loved it too. And she's, you know, she's a, a, a big fan of, uh, of just the films. And for me, I, as far as I go is I'll like watch the movies once a year. Usually I'll watch Lord of the Rings series, got the extended Blu-rays. I'll watch it once a, once a year. And as I'm watching it, maybe a new thought comes into my mind where I'm like, Oh, I wonder what the backstory behind this thing is or whatever else. And then I'll be lost in a fucking hole on the internet in wikipedia pages like that's you could literally spend like weeks going through lord of the rings lore and and characters and whatnot and that's as far as i take it and so with the show it hit all the marks i needed it to hit it felt good it was entertaining the action was fine it's no worse than the action that you got in the movies really in the grand scheme of things uh the writing was fine the acting was all fine uh, some performances better than others, but in general, I didn't have anything bad to say about the, the, uh, the acting. The music was, was great. It felt, it didn't feel like Peter Jackson's Lord of the fucking Rings. I mean, that's a little bit different to compare the, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, an Amazon prime special versus, uh, you know, a blockbuster movie series, but it, it didn't feel out of place. It didn't like, if I watched this show and I went and watched the movies, I wouldn't feel like I got whiplash going between the two. Uh, so, uh, and nothing that I saw that I looked up later, as far as like Wikipedia and stuff, nothing I saw, despite all the people online just losing their shit over it, like nothing I saw was like some sort of blasphemous rewriting of, uh, of Tolkien's works. A lot of the stuff was pulled out of letters that he wrote that was trying to like backfill some of the shit that didn't necessarily make it into the books. And they're clearly liberties being taken for the sake of the show. But it wasn't like people were people were retreating this like it was the Halo TV show, where all of a sudden Master Chief's out of his suit and fucking everything with two legs on camera, and like it's just like having these like a romance or like the romance with Cortana shit and all the other nonsense. They were talking about it like it was like it was an absolute like complete derail of the entire thing. But I didn't find that at all. And at the end of the day, I enjoyed it more. I think House of Dragons is really good. I think it's better written than Lord of the Rings. Um, I think the acting is better in like in general. Uh, there are some that are equal, uh, but there I think the acting is is better. Uh, but from an enjoyment perspective, I enjoyed Rings of of Power more. And I tried to quantify that, but I think some of it was for me with House of Dragons. I think like it's it's. There, it's easier to relate to things in the Lord of the Rings show as a person. So you, cause you get like, like the Lord of the Rings has a lot of, you know, the themes of like friendship and working through hardships together as a group and that whole kind of like, and that's all very human 
and uh and relatable and can give you the warm fuzzies and all that shit i'm sure lots of people watching lord of the rings lots of scenes everyone gets the warm fuzzies it's it's a comfortable fucking series to watch right you feel you can feel good when you're watching you watch house of dragons and it's another romp through basically an incestuous fucking relationship for eight episodes how in the fuck am i going to relate in any way, shape, or form, to the second showing in in a in a in a uh, Game of Thrones series, where a large part, in fa- well, in this, it's more than the original series. It is the fucking pivotal aspect. Sorry to spoil this if people haven't seen already. Incest is back in action, except this time the age gap makes it even more uncomfortable than the original uh, series did, uh, and. And it's basically the core, like the pivotal point in the storyline. And I just like, I watch it and I'm like, yeah, the writing is great. It's the classic, like, um, if you liked, like we talked about before, if you like, if you watch the, uh, the original series and you liked the conversations between like Varys and Littlefinger, like that, like the, the political read between the lines, I'm saying this, but I'm really fucking burning your ass. And like the writing was really good and, and whatnot. Then, then House of Dragons has, you know, a fair amount of that. But there's so little for me to fucking actually relate to in, in House of Dragons. All I can do is from a distance say, this is well written. It looks pretty. It, it, it is definitely Game of Thrones. Um, good work. I didn't hate my time, but yet I can't, I can't interact with it the same way. Uh, that I can with Lord of the Rings. And so that's why I say I enjoyed it more. I don't necessarily think about, like, if I'm being objective, that I'm saying... Lord of the Rings was was better, better in every category. You enjoyed it more. I mean, it's, but you I enjoyed need to it more. Yourself. Yeah. I mean, it is where well, it is. Well, just it's, uh, it's just because it's such a different, a different, yeah. a different take. I figured I'd at least explain why. But yeah, how did I know you didn't watch Rings of Power yet? You watched no. House of Dragons. Yeah. And we know that you didn't like the birthing scenes. <laughs> well, I thought that I didn't like them. I just thought there was too there many. There was too of them. many of them. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Yeah, and that, and that that is that is part of it too. But yeah, that's that's kind of it. Uh, for me, uh, uh, and so I, if you ever do watch it, I'll be interested to see how you enjoy because I know you like the original Lord of the Rings movies, and you also are the one that's like reading all the books 14,000 times and, and whatnot. So it will be fun to see yeah, what your I mean, take Kayla is on and I'll it. I'll probably watch it soon. We're, we're finishing up some more, you know, shitty reality TV, and then uh, we'll, 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 we'll give her a look see. I mm. highly doubt I'm going to like it more than House of the Dragons, but or House of the Dragon. Uh, but I'm going in there with very low expectations. And when sometimes when you go in, that's what I did. Low yeah. Expectations. You come out going, whoa, okay. Surprise. All right. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't hate this. Um, so maybe that, maybe that'll be the case, uh, for me for the Lord of the Rings, but we will see. I'm happy yeah. you enjoyed it though. I mean, Lord of the Ring fans are Lord of the Ring fans. They're going to bitch yeah. and complain and moan about whatever. Right. It's well, like even the Game Wars. of Thrones fans did that shit too. Game of Thrones, kind of yeah, whatever. but it was where it was warranted. I think. Yeah, you know, that's the, true. <laughs> I think I think the vast majority of Game of Thrones fans really enjoyed House of Dragon. Yes, they, true. I don't really hear. I don't see much. Obviously, there's some people that didn't like it, but the vast. No, majority I meant of like people, to the end of the uh, the end of the oh, original well, series, which I mean, everyone was warranted that fucking yeah, that was nightmare bad. fuel. That was bad. bad. Um. So you know, I we'll see. I'll be the judge when I see it. Yeah, uh, I'm we'll very, I'm very interested in how I'll you, how you watch end up it liking. Next couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's uh, 
Yeah, it was quite, it was quite something. I do, I, I do, yeah, I do hope. It's just like, that was the first thought, like, when I was watching House of Dragons, uh, and you, you get to the, 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 I'll, I'll use as loose terminology as possible if people somehow still haven't fucking seen this thing, but the den, the den scene, and I, in the back of my, in my mind, I was thinking, again? <laughs> like, really? I like, this is was this really the plot device the only one that we could have run with like there is nothing else like i get that game of thrones is 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 built on like the back of medieval times where this was a common thing with royalty keeping blood you know the bloodlines clean and all that shit but like was this the only one like we couldn't like we couldn't do anything else so that was like it's that was kind of I, I i think that's i think that's the magic of game of thrones is it's gonna sound really. I think it's gonna sound really weird, man. But I think that there. I I think that there is this. Um, this is gonna sound really fucking bizarre. So, bear with me. Okay. All right. But I think that there are a. I think there's a large amount of people out there that watch this show that don't actually think that. No, they I'm actually, sure they don't. Where, where they actually, where they're, where they're actually like, I'm not gonna go and say it's hot. But like it's like you're right. This is getting weird. Yeah, but it's like it's sort of this taboo. Like you know, you shouldn't, right? Like you know, Game of Thrones likes its shock, its shock factor. But I I think that that I think that's part of the pull of Game of Thrones. It's 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 they do everything that like you're not supposed to do, and they're unapologetic about it. And then they make it they make it almost. well, they're doing this for the family, the bloodline, for like, you know, the there there's there's a reason. And I out of all I've watched <laughs> countless hours of Game of Thrones commentary and reactions and whatever. Oh, I'm sure nobody fucking gives a shit. Nobody it's like nobody talks about like they'll talk about the incest and like the weird shit that goes on. But they're never like, man, that shit makes me really uncomfortable. I don't know why they're doing this. There's like something about it that is almost, I don't want to use the word sexy because that's not it. But there's something taboo. There's something well, like it's, it, dangerous. Well, it's not something taboo. In- incest is very taboo. I mean, I, Yes, that's, yes. It's- but like it's almost like it's olden times. People just kind of, you know, now we know things, right? Like now we know like that can really fuck you know fuck people up if you're like having children i don't think that's the only reason i would stop myself from doing it but we definitely know more of course of course (laughs) but we're we live in different times right and and way back then you know this this barbaric sort of weird way of life is what (laughs) what went on i know just the way it is i you know i get it i know i I understand I, I don't think condone I think it. Like, I think obviously, it's... it'd be sick as fuck if it was happening now or really ever when you think about oh, yeah. it. But in a TV show, in a fantasy, you know, uh, old, I don't even know what kind of times it is. Well, like it's, a medieval, medieval, it's a medieval yeah. setting. Uh, but, yeah. Medieval <laughs> setting with witchcraft and fucking all this other stuff. It's just kind of, you just accept it. I just you think just for me, it. it was like, if they if I didn't already get that with with you know fucking um the, the original series i probably wouldn't be like all right but the fact that it's like another core like it's like the the plot you know pivotal yeah. plot point again yeah. i'm just like 
Yeah, there's weird shit that goes on, man. Like, they're marrying fucking 11 and 12-year-olds and shit. Like, it's just, like, a lot of weird shit that goes on, for sure. But I think we also understand the times and the story and, and just how it is. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. Um, Avatar. Officially passed 1.1 billion worldwide as of sometime today. Or late mm. last night. Whenever the reporting was, what did what did I say in. in the first first how long did I say it was like what did I say it was going to make one point three billion or something? I was trying to think about what our estimates were because we did we did opening weekend and I think mm-hmm. we did end of the first. I week? think what did I say for opening weekend? I don't even remember. I think I said a lot. You said more than wide. me. I said I said I said opening Somebody weekend. Two hundred and fifty. I think I was. You more. said. 500, 500 or something like that maybe you might have even said 750 no i didn't go that high i didn't go that high 750 Five. was a number but maybe it was for the end of the week i know i Did said I? after the first week i i think i said if it was not rated well it would do 750 after one week and if it did well i think i said one i think i said 1.2 mm. i think i said 1.3 but how long are we in now i think 11 days are we 11 days in i think so we might have. We were close. It's like ten or eleven days, I think. Uh, Mark says three hundred and fifty mil. Speaking as the editor of the shorts, was how much you you gave them on the opening weekend. Oh, okay. So they surpassed worldwide. That. Yeah, worldwide. That was yeah, for opening surpassed. weekend. That was for opening weekend. I don't know what the opening weekend worldwide was. Do you? Uh, let me see here. Avatar. It's so easy to find like the opening weekend. weekend in in like North America, but like finding. Oh, look at this. It grossed $131 million domestically Domestic. and $301 million internationally. On the so, opening weekend? On the opening weekend. So $400 so million? $435 million. Holy what it made shit. Opening weekend. My so, God. Well, we did, we, we did, we did, we did talk about how it was going to be a, like a, 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 Massive a, opening. a, a well, the release stuff, right? was all the same day. Yeah, it was worldwide. Worldwide release, same day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, big numbers. After, yeah. I think, I think Avatar is going to end up making, I think in its total run, I think it's going to make just over 2 billion. I think mm. it's going to make, when I first saw it, I was like, I was hyped up. I was like, it's going to make over $3 billion. <laughs> But I think I think what I think what it is is I mean it's still it still could but I think it's going to make two point he's going to make two point two billion ish between two point one two point two billion is where I think it's going to end in its in its final it's, run its final run it's guaranteed to at least make one point seven one point eight no problem but I think that this is going to have longer legs. And um, because there's not a whole lot of movies that are coming out over this next couple of months. And as long as the IMAX, the Dolby's, the premium screens keep showing Avatar, because there's a lot of people that haven't seen the movie yet that want to just see it in IMAX 3D. They want to see it in very specific theaters. So they're waiting and it's just selling out. Like both times that I went, they were sold out. So, you know, I think I think it's going to end up going just over two billion, two point two, two point one. Yeah, and realistically, how long do you think it's going to stay in theaters? Is this a two-month run? Three-month oh, no, run? it'll be longer than that. It'll probably be four months. Four months? A full, qu- four a, full, months. a full quarter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to have legs. 
I can see like, that because, like you said, I mean, there's not a hell of a lot, especially in big screen settings coming up that would that would replace that or be able to push it out yeah. of IMAX screens and shit. Um, so yeah, that's 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 probably very possible. Uh, yeah, I man, it's so, like it. I mean, if it's at 1.1 billion now after 11 days, it'll be so interesting to see how it trails from now. Because like the first gonna, two weeks, I think it's gonna weeks, make another billion. I think it's gonna yeah. make another billion. And the thing is, is even the first Avatar, that shit made its money over a long period of time, right? It yeah, didn't oh, come out sure. and go nuts. Nobody knew yeah. what it was, right? So it was word of mouth, and then the holiday season comes out. And then there was a bunch of snowstorms all over like North America, so people probably weren't going out. Now we're getting into the new year. Once the holiday festivities are all closed up, people are going to start going to the theater to go see this movie. They're going with family. There's large groups of people that go in. It's, you know, yeah, there's couples and stuff that go, but it's like an outing. Like it's like you take the whole family and go see Avatar. Um, and not only that, is the movie's three hours, 12 minutes. So like you gotta really, you gotta, you gotta dock out a solid four to five hours, essentially. <laughs> To go to the movie theater to go watch this film, so you know you it's 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 not just this type of movie that oh yeah we're gonna go see it Tuesday night after work. It's like you're gonna be up till fucking one o'clock in the morning at the theater. So it's gonna be people are gonna find their times to go, and I just think it's just gonna have legs. But I think another billion bucks what's gonna make. And there's so much misinformation out there. There's a lot of fucking Avatar haters out there like, oh, man, it needs to make at least two billion dollars break even. It doesn't need to make two billion. It doesn't. It's already it's already made money. It's already made money now. So, you know, the 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 rumor was is the movie cost between 300, 300 and 400 million dollars to make. And then you can double that again for marketing and all that other stuff. So really, the movie on the high, high end had to make 800 million to break even. It's already there. It's going to make another billion dollars. And the whole two billion thing was for everything that they've already filmed. So that's Avatar two and three. And they've already filmed part of four. So, you know, they they're going to make back all the money on what they've already done just off this movie. So like the next one, it's already done. So it's coming out in two, less than two years. And then, you know, uh, it's, it's huge money. It's big bucks. And they're saying that James Cameron has a cut of avatar two. That is nine hours long. I saw that. Yeah. Nine hours. So they get to try and come up with a fucking movie that, out of nine so, hours worth of, of footage. So I think I think when the when the Blu-ray comes out or the special like the stuff, you might get a version of the of the film that's much more much longer. And I think that is probably not a whole lot to do with the th- the story. It's probably just more world building and just seeing the characters go and do little journeys and kind of you know the B-roll shots are a little longer. Yeah. Well. <laughs> The panning, the panning shots of of Pandora are just a little bit longer in that in that uh, in that version. Yeah, I I I I don't envy the team that has to, uh, especially the visual effects team that has to like go through nine hours because you know he's going to make the visual effects team do at least the first pass in all nine fucking hours, and then and then they've got to uh, and then they've got to decide out of nine hours how much is actually going to be used, and then go back and then you know do all the the finishing work on it. It's going to be a lot of fucking work. But yeah, with everything shot and done, uh, is it 2024? Is the release? Do we no, know? Uh, yeah, 2024, December, I think 18th. Okay. So, and then the next one after that, I think, is 2026, and then 2028. Do you think? Do you think that 
every year of the, of the new release, he's going to put the one that came out just before in theaters, like a couple months before, as a hype builder? Maybe not, because it, it, it's not... Maybe, maybe not on a worldwide release, but there might be very select theaters or very select things, special screenings, but I don't foresee that because... I think what will end up happening is, is they'll do this full run of these movies, and then in another decade, that's when they'll they'll come out with some sort of remaster or what. I don't even know how you remaster this. Fucking nuts. But well, you don't, you don't have to remaster it. It right? would just be basically releasing if they went to 8K. So let's yeah, say they're okay. going to release a 4K. It shot yeah. above 4K because it's digital. Yeah. The whole thing's yeah. fucking digital. They shot yeah. above 4K, probably shot in... It's probably shot in 8, it might even be more than 8K, depending on what he did. Some might be in 8K, some might be higher. That's the thing about, that's the thing about digital, is that you do have a little bit of constraints, whereas with, like, people who are still shooting in 35mm or whatever, and they scan the fucking shit, they can scan it at, like, some ridiculous fucking resolution. But yeah, it's probably, it's probably, like, some insane number, because 8K... By 2026, 2027, will start to slowly be consumer TV shit. I think you're going to see 8K at that point. You can technically buy 8K now. You'd be an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah, nuts. Yeah, to do it. It's complete waste. But by then, there'd be yeah. enough, maybe, that he could be like, oh, here's the 8K version, really, and like re-release yeah. it. I don't yeah, think we're going to see it like next year or the, in two years. No. I don't think we'll get another re-release. Um, the only way I see it is if like they're really close... To like breaking another record or like going one more run up on the all, of all time, then they might do like one week before Avatar three. You know, rewatch Avatar two. Who knows? But so I don't think they'll be they'll be second place is Avengers right at this point. So it was Avatar. Uh, he retook. Avatar, he retook with Avatar. Yeah, so, yeah, and then I think it's Endgame. Is it Endgame? Yeah. So, uh, and what was that? What what is that total? Because I'm now I'm thinking, what if James is attempting Avatar, some crazy like top five? Well, Avatar is two point nine billion. Okay. Uh, Avengers Endgame is two point eight billion. Oh. Titanic is two point two billion. Star Wars: All The right. Force Awakens is just over. It's two billion sixty nine million. Um, Infinity War is just under that, so they're all pretty close. Um, Man. So to get in the top ten. Um, needs to get 1.5 billion. That's fast seven. Um, they're gonna do that, no problem. So he's gonna he basically the like Avatar one through four is gonna take up four of the ten slots in the top ten all time, probably unless unless Avatar goes downhill. So in most people's opinion, this is a step up. It's not a drastic step up in terms of like story and. Uh, whatever, but in terms of the world building and enjoyment of the film, most people think it's a step up, and it's converting a lot of Avatar one dislikers. They're they're taking more of a liking to this, and I think it's more because of the family aspect, the more heart to the to the film, opposed to the first one, which is, is it a very... little, is it a little less white saviory and a little more family? Because the uh, first one yeah, is yeah. literally like the white savior shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. That's I don't get that vibe from this one. This this one's definitely different, but it definitely still has its problems. Yeah, of it's course. Still, it's not the best movie that I've seen all year by any means, but it is the most biggest spectacle that I've ever seen in ever. Which is what you expect when you go to the theater. Which, exactly, like... exactly. It was like going to a three-hour Universal ride that was a movie. Um, 
in the biggest possible way ever. Um, so that's great. But I think that it's going to end up... It would be massive if it beat Spider-Man No Way From Home, which is 1.9 million or 1.9 billion. I think it might. So if that's the case, or if it gets really close, then they might do a small re-release before Avatar 3 to, to kind of bump it up to get another 30, 40, 50 million bucks. They might end up doing that. But who knows? If they if they can reach over 2 billion, they're pretty much going to get they're going to be in the top 5 here. Um but yeah, I saw Top Gun Maverick. I was going to say, was I was going to follow this up. So you you watched Top Gun Maverick. How did you feel about, about uh, Top Gun Maverick? It was it was fire. It was fire. And I didn't even, I'm not even a big fan of the first Top Gun. Like I, I've, I've seen it when I was like a teenager, when yeah. I was like 12 or 13 years old. Um, I actually watched it. I, I think it was at my grandmother's. It was on TV or something. And I thought it was okay. But like I was young, didn't really, it's not really whatever. So I rewatched Top Gun Two months ago, and uh, it was almost like rewatch. It was almost like watching a movie for the first time. There were things of it that I remembered, but there was tons of it. Yeah, it'll be a long time. A long time. It's like twenty years since I've seen it. Maybe a little bit longer. Um, and I enjoyed it, but I was like, eh, I don't fuck it. It it basically, when I saw it, it made me not even want to watch Top Gun Maverick. Where I was like, eh, I was like, a lot of people are like, you know, yeah, Top Gun Maverick. It's fucking amazing. It's made a billion dollars, and it's. It's a, it's amazing, but I'm like, I don't really like Top Gun all that much. So, like, I'm not going to run out. I almost went out one night to go see it in IMAX, but my stomach was really bugging me, and I decided to stay home. I kind of wish I went because it would have been even better in IMAX. Like, <laughs> it would have been really, really good in IMAX. But uh, I watched the movie with, I don't want to say low expectations, but expectations in check. And I left it, like, there were two parts in the movie where I fist pumped. Like, I was like, you know what i mean like let's go right like i actually did that and i never i rarely do that shit a visceral reaction to, yeah. to uh to tom cruise yeah like uh i was i was fist pumping i was doing whatever um i enjoyed it it, it is probably my probably my second fate man i don't know it's tough it's either my second or third favorite movie of the year so sure. everything everywhere all at once is oh, number is one. number one, oh, and yeah. then Avatar. No, you yeah. said it wasn't top three. I I would say I would say Top Gun Maverick is probably going to be number two. Okay, and then number three. I might go No Way No Way Home. Spider Man. Oh right, yes, yeah, yeah. It's between Spider-Man and Avatar. The thing is, is like Avatar, it's a different type of movie. It was like, this Avatar was like watching a, a TV series, but like for three hours straight with really big action in the beginning and in the end. And not even like, there's some action in the beginning, but like really big action in the, towards the end. But like just amazing world building and just a good experience. It was like... But in terms of, like, a movie-going experience with, like, pumping, you know, I still got that with Avatar, but it's different. It's just a different movie because it's fucking three hours long, man. And it's, like, it's a long movie. It's a lot. And it's a lot. And I'm, like, an, I'm, a, I'm an Avatar defender. But, like, I can see why people kind of check out of Avatar because 
you could argue that one hour of Avatar 1 and one hour of Avatar 2 can be completely cut from the movie and actually make it a better film. But the thing is, it's not about that. I know why James Cameron keeps all that stuff in because it's part of the experience. And that's what makes it so hard for me to to put that above a Maverick or a a everything everywhere all at once. You know, it, it's it's a far more impressive film than both of those for sure. But like I I, I there, it's just two different experiences, man. It's like one's a theme park ride, one's a movie going experience. I just I can't I can't put them but um I did see Knives Out 2. I did as well. I didn't like it. Oh. Yeah. Kayla liked it. When she asked me, did you like it? I said, eh. And now that I've really thought about it, I thought it was a huge step step down from the first. Any sadly. any particular any particular reasons why? Um, I mean, obviously I don't want to spoil anything. No, um, no, no, no. But um I predicted like one hour in. You know, because it takes a while I to think, sort I of think, build, build everything up. I think that but, was intentional, though. Like, yes, I, he wasn't it, trying to do yeah, the yeah, same yeah, as yeah, he did yeah, in the yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But here's the thing. Yeah. I predicted it. And then I said, I told Kayla, mm-hmm. I just think it's too obvious. So I just started coming up with other shit. But like, I kind of. <laughs> you thought knew it was a red time. herring? You thought it was like a red like, herring or some shit? Yeah, you, something, something along those lines, right? And it just, it wasn't what I thought. I knew, I know what, they, what he was going for. Mm-hmm. I get it. And there was one really clever uh, thing that happens um, where um, I, I can't even go into the details because it's just one of these <laughs> movies that, like, you really can't say anything. Yeah, of course, because um, it's a mystery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I thought that they did one really cool thing. And then the rest of it, I just felt very – it felt very meh. And And some of the twists and turns, I called them out. Like, I told Kayla, I was like – this isn't who you think it is, or this is who, you know, this person's got a different, this person's got that. And I was pretty much right on almost all fronts. And I don't like that. The first one, I wasn't like, there was parts of it that I was right, but then there were like things I just didn't see. And I, 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 that's what I like. I didn't like knowing what was going on in a mystery. Cause that, then what's the point? If you know the mystery, and it and it's literally a knives out mystery. There was nothing mysterious really about it. Um, and I thought that uh, uh, some of the some of the undertones and the and the things that he was trying to say in, in the film felt forced. I fe- I felt it a little preachy, and I wasn't a big fan of that. Um, acting was great. I thought the script was good. I thought the direction was good. It was a pretty looking movie. I got to watch it right at home on you know uh, in laying in bed and. I I can appreciate that, but they didn't lose me as a fan. I'm going to watch the next one, but like, I didn't love it and I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. I'm not like, I'm not like a far, you know, cry from where, where you sit on it. I did think it was, I did enjoy it. I didn't think it was good. The, I think, I think, but in order for me to, to to get there and it, and it, and I got there I had to, I got there early enough in the movie because I saw I saw in the first like 20 30 minutes where Ryan was taking this movie compared to the last um it's so the first movie is like a murder like a, a like a, a murder mystery murder mystery 
Yeah. And 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 takes itself seriously. Like it's a serious murder mystery. It's not there's no levity in Knives Out. Uh it it is a hundred percent murder mystery. That's not the case here. Ryan's no. Ryan's turned the whole thing on its head where it's more like a self-referential parody it's a parody it's a parody of, of a murder, murder mystery, mystery. And, yeah. and 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 it and it is full of levity and full of um you know comedic relief and um it doesn't fourth wall break but it like it walks up to the line it of fourth close. wall breaking and yeah. so um so like once once I understood that that's where he was going, and again it doesn't take you very long to 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 reach that junction where you understand that's where he's going. Um, and I look and I watch the movie through that lens. We're like, oh, okay, so we're gonna do a, a a parody of of whatever. Then I was fine with it. Uh, wh- and then it comes down to what would I what what would I prefer? Um, and I think it was just it, it's just like what mood would I be in the day that I watched it? Because some days. I would have been like, fuck yeah, let's watch a parody of a fucking murder mystery, especially since it's well done, because it is well done, it's it's not a bad movie, it's it's well done from a parody perspective, um, uh, but then some days I'd wake up and be like, I want, I want to go into this movie and have no fucking idea what's going on, and, and, and get taken along for the fucking ride, which is what the first movie was. Um, but yeah, he very clearly went in a very different direction. I think, I think, I think the third is going to be similar, uh, to this. Ryan has mentioned wanting to do a fucking musical version of Knives Out, where they're pushing to get a musical, like a stage version. Um, he was pissed that they, that Netflix even made him name this a Knives Out mystery. He just wanted to call it Glass Onion, um, because for him it was more about um the the detective and not necessarily because knives out was the it's not meant to be a series name it was but but netflix is like oh brand recognition it has to have knives out in the title if they're gonna fucking pay him and fucking daniel 50 million a a fucking piece it's knives out film (laughs) call it whatever the fuck you want to call it that's right that's right shut the fuck up make your movie god damn so i and and there you know there is because it's parody um any any of the tropey shit that they put in here um for like any kind of like uh commentary like social commentary and stuff and you could tell that this was definitely a movie done in the midst of the pandemic because the of oh, all, the sure. refer- all the references all the references all this other fucking shit all going made on it's just yeah. tons of it you could see you could tell where it came from um yeah it, it, it's it's it, it's very he wasn't being covert nothing was covert in this movie zero covert anything all blatantly obvious beat you over the head with it and you were either there for like along for the ride for the parody or you were like oh fuck i was hoping for you know much more clear murder yeah mystery. it's it, it, like the first one we had no idea really what was going on we were just getting bits of information and trying yeah. to, it was like it was like playing clue this yeah. one it felt like we already knew what was happening but we were watching the characters trying to figure out what was going on yes and that's a different animal worked. parts of it didn't work for me I prefer the before other than the latter, um, but it is what it is. I, it wasn't bad. I give it a, I give it a six out of 10. Um, it really, you know, I give the first one like a solid, like between eight, and nine, like it was really well done. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just felt like this was a, a very considerable step back 
and uh, still a good, still a good time. I, I, I will recommend it to everybody to watch if you're into into mysteries or you're a Ryan Johnson uh, fan um, or Daniel Craig or any of those people. They all did great. Like the, the you know, Dude, all the actors. Dave did... Batista is a oh, he's fucking awesome. god. Yeah, Dave Batista did great. Um, he was one of the standouts in this yes. in, in, in this movie. Like he was definitely one, probably the standout. Um, but uh, yeah, and Daniel Craig does great. I actually really like Daniel Craig's car- character. He and, and, leaned and, so much harder into like oh, and, into the drawl and the fucking yeah, oh, just everything. It was so and hard, it was, and it was almost like it was jarring a little bit. Like the, the first like <laughs> ten minutes, I'm hearing this guy talk and like his mannerism stuff. I'm like, whoa. It's almost like they poured gasoline on the on on characters and and stuff and kind of made them a little bit more. Well, everything's bigger than bigger, life, right? Bigger. They're, they're yeah. like they're caricatures, right? Like yes, even exactly. Yeah. Like there's even a character that they you know they they make you think that they're that they're like uh, the let's say the Instagram type, but then you find yes. out later that that's not you know like not the, it at they, all. But the, so they're all character caricatures, like the whole lot of them, uh, way over the top. Which is, I think, why Batista does even better here than 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 he might have otherwise. It's just he's a perfect for, like for that kind of a uh, of a role. And uh, and yeah, I, yeah, I, I I enjoyed it. I agree. I think like while I enjoyed it, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first. I wouldn't go down to a six. I would give the first movie a nine. I would give this one probably an eight. It's just that they're different. They're they're just so they're two different beasts. You'll get I whiplash. Get like if you never watched the first movie and you went into this one, it would be a different experience than if you had watched like we have the original and then go to this one. Yeah, I think it um, felt, at times it felt very like um, I even told Kayla at one time it felt very. Oh, um, uh, what's the what's what's that comedy? Um, Austin Powers. Like it had a, it, it, at one point it felt it felt so parody like that like it felt very Austin Powersy. Oh yeah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching right now, but I'm just like I'm on for the ride. And then the movie ended and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but okay, sure. I, all right. Great. It definitely like I I know like you said with the with his character, Daniel Craig's character, uh, like so the first movie, people were like, Is he gay? Is he not gay? You know, who the fuck dresses like that if they're straight? Everyone like everyone made fun of his accent. And so I feel like Ryan looked at that and said, You know what? Okay. And yeah. then went to Daniel and said, All that shit from the first movie, Crank we're it. fucking just going to the moon. Yeah, we're putting we're like an ass caught. We're putting an ass caught on your ass. You're going to be as flamboyant as shit. We're going to have people hitting on you, and you're not interested whatsoever. You're going to have the craziest yeah. accent anyone's ever heard. Think James Bond, but opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Times ten. Go. Here's fifty million. Yeah, I kind of liked it though because it made it. He he's a fun character. Like I think Daniel I probably like had too. a lot of fun, a oh, lot more fun. He, oh, you could tell he's having a blast, man. Yeah, yeah. Probably so happy to be off the fucking set of of gold <laughs> or of uh, fucking double oh seven. Now yeah. he's just fucking around. It felt very like it felt like the movie felt like guys. Netflix just gave us an unlimited amount of money. <laughs> let's go and grab a shit ton of actors and actresses that we like and respect. And let's go to a fucking island somewhere, and let's just go film a movie. It's like what Adam Sandler does with Netflix. It's like, hey, here's here's a hundred million dollars, two hundred million dollars. <laughs> get together all your comedy friends, go to the Bahamas, get fucking hammered, improv a shit ton of stuff, and come back with a movie. That's what this felt like. You know what? Adam Sandler's got that shit locked up too, bro. Oh yeah, that man. That man has made 
Netflix oh, a lot of dollars. money. Oh yeah, he's made it. He's made so much money. So good on him. But anyway, that's uh, anyway, that, so that, that's, that's all. That's, that's, all, that's, the, that's all the movie movie stuff. Yeah. So and that's pretty much it. That's that's all. That's yeah. That the was that, that was all. That was all that I that I uh, saw as well. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna be so. I'm, I'll be weighted with bated breath as to as to how you react to. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. That will be very intriguing. All right, it's time to move on to movies or oh, tech support. <laughs> Patreon.com slash lag TV. It's a place to go if you want to financially support this podcast. Keep the uh, the wheels on this bad boy each and every week. Uh, normally it's $10 or higher, but it's the festive season and we're going into 2023. So I opened it up to another tier, but normally for $10 or more a month, you get a couple of per- uh, perks. Chiefly, you get to ask us questions each and every week. On a post that I put up on the Patreon page called Tech Support. We answer as many of them in the time that we have. So let's see. Uh, Henry asks, might be going to Canada from the U.S. Uh, do I need to get Canadian money or will most places accept the U.S. dollar? Say that one more time. Henry is coming up, uh, supposedly, by the sounds of it, for a visit to Canada from the U.S., asking if uh, if he should convert his dollars or if most places around here accept U.S. funds. No, they, they won't. Um, some places do accept, but you're going to get, like, really poor exchange rates, and most tellers and stuff don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. So before you come, go to your local bank and just get Canadian dollars, and yeah. you're going to get a far better... Uh, exchange rate and it's like you know 35 or 40 percent of the canadian dollars so like you're for every buck you're gonna get like 35 dollars so um convert and then come yes that's 100 percent the way to do it yeah uh <laughs> what Mark, as this is our editor, Mark, uh, asks, best Christmas meltdown you've ever seen, real or in a movie or on a TV show for Christmas? Have you ever seen an in, an in real life Christmas meltdown, somebody just completely cracking under the pressure of, uh, of the Christmas season? Uh, or uh, has that been confined to the, uh, the big and small screens? I, I can't recall anything crazy. Neither can uh, I. Like I, I don't. Well, there, well, I shouldn't say it was. It was a meltdown. The old, but there was. It was a bit of a gong show. Many, 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 many years ago, um, when we were going to have Christmas dinner at my aunt and uncle's place, um, and they bought like the singular largest turkey I've ever seen in my life. It was a thirty-two pound turkey. It was crossbred with a fucking mastodon. It's huge, absolutely mammoth fucking turkey. Uh, and, uh, they had to use two fucking roasting pans to get into the oven because it wouldn't fit in one. And, uh, they went through all this work and they probably cooked that, John probably cooked that turkey for fucking, I don't know, 32 straight hours to get that damn bird cooked. And as it turns out, big day comes, massive fucking snowstorm, like three feet of fucking snow. Nobody can drive out there. And so the Clark household had this 32 pounds worth of turkey sitting there was originally for going to be for like 10 or 11 people now reduced to just them. Uh, and so they, uh, they, they were a little rattled about that and they were eating turkey for like the next fucking month and a half straight trying to get rid of 32 pounds, 32 pounds of turkey. No meltdown, just kind of a funny thing to, to happen. I think the greatest Christmas meltdown, I mean, how are you supposed to beat, uh, National Lampoon's, uh, Christmas vacation 
uh, where 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 Clark is got his fucking his fucking reindeer you know mug where he's got his 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 fucking uh, eggnog mixing or whatever, and he's just going absolutely off about how his boss gave him like a jam of the month or the jelly of the month club or whatever the fuck instead of his uh, his expected bonus and he had just you know bought or put the down payment on a pool an in-ground pool everyone was so excited and then he gets that and he knows he's not getting the money and now he's fucked and he just loses his shit that is by far the greatest christmas meltdown ever recorded uh on uh on film as far as i'm concerned uh but yeah no no in real life stuff that i've uh that i've ever seen thankfully just the just the almost gone to waste 32 pound turkey i I haven't even seen a 32 pound turkey to buy anymore i don't know where he got that originally i'm not i'm not convinced it wasn't a fucking ostrich to be honest with you but but like these days you go try to buy a 32 pound turkey i don't know where you'd find one you could barely find a turkey anyway they had like um uh so many died to bird flu this year like chicken and turkey just like they evaporated from all this bird flu and so uh lucky to find any turkeys at all uh uh... (laughs) all right well kind of tangentially related to that mr black dr samurai is asking what was the worst family christmas event for your individual families uh what's the worst christmas to, to have ever happened he said i'm currently living mine everyone and it sounds like extended family is also it's like it's actually got a little bit like christmas vacation everyone is you know the extended family is at their house it seems said everyone and he everyone has covid simultaneously and some of the family is still hyper focused on it while others have basically never thought covid was even real and we're all in the same house so you can imagine what that must be like. Everyone's got COVID. Some don't even believe it's a real thing. They're probably, it's, it's Christmas, which means family getting together. Or they're eventually going to argue. And now they have another reason to argue about it. That sounds like the seventh circle of hell. I'm going to be honest with you. That sounds fucking terrible. Uh, so I apologize ahead of time for your completely buggered uh, Christmas vacation. Uh, Mr. Black, I doubt either of us have anything to top, you know, eight, nine people in a household, all, all, all six simultaneously over the holiday. But, uh, do you have any, any memory of a, of a particularly shitty Christmas or have you lucked out thus far? Uh, and, uh, they've all been, they've all been good or better. Um, yeah, no, I can't really think of like really bad Christmases. Um, besides the year my grandmother died, that was a rough Christmas. It was right at Christmas time, uh, or I guess right after Christmas. Mm. Um, but outside of that, I mean, the Christmas, that Christmas and leading up was totally fine and normal. It was sort of the aftermath. So um, outside of that, I haven't really, all my Christmases, there's been lackluster Christmases. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, like yeah. there's just been Christmases where it's like, another day the of the fuck? week, like another day of the week. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. another Christmas, nothing Nothing crazy happens. No particularly good memories or, you know, whatever. It's just Christmas. Um, but outside of that, no, I can't really say I've had any, I've had any horrible Christmases. I'm I'm the same. Like I, I, other than this year, which was the first Christmas that of course my grandmother passed away earlier this year. So this was the first, you know, so for mom and, and, and her brother and sister, this was a, 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 a different Christmas for them, the la- their their last parent, and and my last grandparent actually uh, uh, being gone, so it was different in that regard, and clearly not as jovial as it would have been otherwise. Um, but like, 
Yeah, from like a, you know, comparatively speaking to uh, Mr. Samurai here, uh, I can't say that we've uh, we've quite been struck with the bad luck that bad uh, over the years. We've, uh, like Jeff, you know, maybe a lackluster one here and there, something that's not, you know, particularly crazy. Uh, but uh, but otherwise, yeah, no, gotten lucky, I guess. I'm going to hope that that luck streak continues. Because holy shit, dude, that sounds like a complete nightmare. I wouldn't... <laughs> I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. That would be a, a complete mess. Uh, but all the best. Uh, hopefully everyone uh, everyone uh, heals up real quick. Uh, and uh, and can stop what I'm assuming is yelling at one another at this point. <laughs> Fucking driving each other crazy. Uh, let's see. F- uh, Philip asks... Well, first of all, he says, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Philip. Merry Christmas. Uh, what is your one to do thing for 2023 and what would make you mad if it happened or, uh, if it didn't happen next year, I guess is what he meant to say. So what's one thing you're on, like one major thing or the major thing for 2023 and what would make you mad if it didn't happen next year? Um, do you have any major, any major goal type thing not like a i'm gonna go to the gym every day kind of a situation but like something that uh that you've got lined up for 2023 that you're you'd be rattled if it didn't go through um not particularly i mean i want to buy more real estate next year hmm um i'll be a bit rattled because i think next year is going to be a great year to to purchase um mm-hmm. i know the market's fucking wild with the interest rates and stuff but i i actually believe that right now um and leading up probably for the next 6 to 9 months it's going to be a, an opportunist time to uh to purchase purchase property at a at a discount um, yeah, from like an upfront cost perspective, because yeah. the prices are down a little bit. Although Halifax is sheltered from that a bit because the demand is just so fucking ridiculous yeah, here. Yeah. That I mean, it the, hasn't come down like the rest it's of the come country. Down, it's come down from all-time highs throughout the year, but it's still up year over year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think next year, I think most places are probably going to see between a 5 and 10% decrease if the interest rates keep going up. Mm. But the thing is, is as soon as those interest rates stop Freeze. going up and they start coming down the prices are just gonna it's gonna go up and that's why i think like if you're in a position to buy buy soon because now you can negotiate this is not financial advice is, you know it's, it's not it's not financial <laughs> advice but this is the this is like what what goes through my mind yes of course um and i've been in the game for a long time but yeah it's not it's not advice and and everywhere is different right so yeah you know, certain places in the States are much different than certain places in Canada. I don't even know anything about like overseas or anything (laughs) like that. But, um, I just think, I just think, uh, if, if you're in a position to buy, like, for example, if I was trying to buy a house right now for, for my family, I would be looking over the next six months and putting in some, I don't want to say low ball offers, but under asking, see how long the property has been on the market get in yeah it's a high interest rate right now but then you can refinance in two years three years when the interest rates come back down to reality um which you know our new interest rates when everything comes down might be at three and a half percent um you know it might be a little bit lower um but the days of two percent interest rates and less is 
thing of the past. That ain't going to happen again. Thing is, as soon as these interest rates come down, the purchasing power goes up for the individuals because they're approved for more money. Their uh, mortgage payments are less because they're pay obviously paying less on debts, servicing their debt. Um, and, and because of that, people are going to be bidding up houses again, and the inventory is not changing. That's the thing. And the, the problem is, is there's a lot of builders out there that aren't even building because the interest rates are so high and the costs of, of things are so high that it's not like during these down periods that the, the whole real estate infrastructure is doing two, three times what it normally does. It's really the opposite. So how the fuck, um, and there's a lot of flippers that are losing their shirt right now because they just got in at the wrong time. The market isn't going to. Now they're stuck. Um, they're stuck with a property. Stuck. And a lot of people with these interest rates, they just can't, they can't, they can't afford to hold the mortgage. You know, people are starting extra... to actually default on mortgages now. Like we've hit that, that amount of interest where you're, where people are starting to finally crack. Under yeah. The, the, pressure. the only, the only good news is, is the ones that have had property for a few years is they've built a shit ton of equity in their house yes, the yeah, yeah. going up. So they're yeah. able to refinance. So if they're in, if their mortgage payments are really high and they can't sell or they're not selling fast enough, or they don't want to take a, a 30, 40, 50, 60, $70,000 hit on selling their house quickly, then they can do a cash out refinance. They can, they can refinance their house because they've built tens of thousands, in some cases, hundreds of thousands of dollars in equity over the last several years. And so that they can float that higher uh, monthly payment until the interest rates come down to go ahead and remortgage. But, you know, uh, the ones that just bought over the last year, even two years, if they, if they can't hold they're fucked and, and uh, they're going to have to sell. And if they can't sell and they're going to get repossessed and there's going to be foreclosures and there's going to be more stuff. So I think over the next year, there's going to be a lot of blood in the streets, uh, the stock market, people are going to lose their jobs, had deep recessions coming. I believe I'm not trying to scare anybody, but I just think, it, I, I just think, uh, I think, I think year, most people have made, have made their peace with the fact that that's, yeah. what, that's what's coming. You know, some people think like, Oh, 2022 was a rough year. And it was, but I actually think that, the worst is to come. I, 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 I truly do. And I think a lot well, of people think that the worst is over because yeah. like, you know, the COVID's done now. And like, the there's lag times and, between the interest rate going up and, and it actually working its way all the correct. way through the, the it, market. So you need six months to nine months before you even feel an interest hike. And there's been several interest hikes. So it's going to take another six months, nine months, a year before we feel the full effect of all of the increases that they've been doing uh, over this last year. So yeah. um, I don't even remember what this question was. Well, but... we, it was, it was, it was about, uh, it was about, do you have anything planned for next year? Oh, that, that's right. If it didn't yes. happen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to try, I'm going to try and buy more real estate next year. I'm actually low on liquid cash myself. Yeah. So I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what I can do. I got to see which refinances are coming up and, you know, maybe I'll have to get a partner or whatever, but there's just going to be a lot of deals that are going to come up in this next 12 months that I want to be able to take advantage of the opportunity. You know, I want to be greedy while people are fearful and then fearful when people are greedy. And I, I, I fully believe and is, I, I believe that if you're, if you're willing, once again, it's not advice, but if you're willing to hold for the next three to five years, minimal, you're going to come out on top. Doesn't, it doesn't matter if the market goes down, the, the real estate market goes down five, 10%. If you're willing to it's hold, it's going to rebound. It's going to rebound, and it's going to rebound quick. Like I actually believe that, like 
it might take another 18 months to two years before we see a, a legit turnaround. But when that turnaround happens, I think it's going to snowball and it's just going to, the prices are just going to go up. That's just the reality of the cycle as it, as it goes. It's just that instead of 10 years, like we seem to have in the last, you know, the last 20 years, uh, it'd be nice if we could wait longer than 10 years before we have to go through this process again (laughs) would be ideal. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a wild time out there. Uh, I'm. Do I have really for M and I? It's somehow get this. Well, I mean, it's not somehow. The house is going to be is is clearly going to be the interior is going to be done. There's exterior work to be done as far as like deck building and things of that in in the future. But um, you know, the house will be done. But the 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 thing will be get somebody in the apartment so that we can start to take some of the sting out of the increased uh, mortgage costs. Um, and, and be able to afford to get on this trip, uh, you know, end of the summer to go back so that she can finally go back and see her family. Cause she hasn't been home in, by the time we get back, my God, it's going to be like four years almost. So, um, you know, the worst case scenario is she goes by herself but neither of us go, neither of us go. want that to happen so we're you gotta we're go like, you gotta so go that will the folks, be man we gotta tie it up so that will be that will time, be the, the the challenge then the problem is, is that that's a ten thousand dollar trip so and when you're yeah, in buddy. a year and when you're in a, in a year like uh uh like this one and we're already like pushing it cash wise trying to finish this house to get into a, a rental uh it'll be uh it'll be a challenge but uh that that's really the only like major it's it's that it's get it's get that out of the way uh and done uh and so yeah that will be that will be for us what we're we're trying to pull off um last one from yano if you guys could live through a specific movie like for example be neo in the matrix which movie are you choosing i'm going avatar it's easy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right but Easy. which but which but which character in avatar are you gonna are you i don't gonna even be? need to be a character i just want to be in the world oh you're just you're just there along for the ride yeah i'm a i'm a, i'm uh what were those fucking navi navis, navis and i'm just not being crushed by a burning tree or anything but surviving yeah. uh, ideally i'm going i'm going to pandora man i'm going to that place and preferably before you know earthlings come there and fuck up the planet but hey <laughs> you know it is what it is I'm going there. Uh, well, since I we're used doing to say the Matrix. The Matrix would be pretty cool. That would be pretty lie. dope. That would be pretty fucking dope. Although I guess, but, ironically, unless you were unless you were pulled out of the Matrix, you wouldn't know that you were in the Matrix to begin with, and that would be kind of superfluous because uh, you know the, it's just the regular world for for all of the uh, all the rest. I I'll I'll just I'll just say well the two that I always come to my mind is it's it's uh, it's Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Those are my two. Uh, I think Lord just, of the Rings would be dog shit, but Star Wars would be kind of cool. Well, it depends on where you are in both worlds. If you're if you're Lord of the Rings and you're at least a semi powerful person in the Lord of the Rings, like if you're like a, a like a like a Numenorian or like let's say like you're Aragorn or some shit, you're gonna live All for right. 350 years and you're a All fucking right. god. I mean, yeah, it's not so bad. If you're a peasant, that fucking sucks. This, this is fucking terrible. That's the shitty deal. That's the shitty end of the, of the stick. But if you're like a, a main, you know, if you're like a, you're not an NPC, but you're like a main character kind of situation, it's not so bad. 
Uh, and the same thing goes with Star Wars. Like, let's be honest. If you're just like yeah. your regular every day, that's a bad time. You're it's having a bad, a bad time. time. But if you're, but if Jedi. you're like, you know, at least or a Jedi, Sith Lord. something, something, something that lives a little longer. Cool. Yeah, wouldn't be too, uh, wouldn't be too bad. And that's gonna be it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of another Technical podcast, and the last of this season and of 2022. It's been a long, a long road, ladies and gentlemen, but thank you very much for continuing to show up here each and every week and uh, listening at home. We greatly appreciate it. You are the best of the best, and hopefully you'll be back next week and next year. I try not to make that joke. There's no other way for me to say that. <laughs> so until until then, thank you once again, patreon.com slash TV, and we'll see you in the new year. Peace! Hey.